What's up, Team Egos, and welcome to Optimized, the show helping you optimize your mind, body, and spirit through tea. My name is Vince Lapalusa, and I am your host and guide on this tea journey. Specifically, how we are going to optimize our minds, bodies, and spirits with tea is by digging into four topics and how tea can influence them. Those four are education, mindfulness practices, movement, and community. So tune in to learn how you can optimize your life today. Today, we are answering the question, can this compound, this T compound, really help us lower our anxiety, our stress, and even our fear? So the compound that we are going to be analyzing today and talking about is known as GABA, or for you analytical type, gamma aminobutyric acid. We're just going to call that GABA for short. So today we're going to be answering that question, that overarching question, can this compound, can this GABA compound really help us lower our anxieties, our stresses, our fears? And by doing so, or before we answer that question, we need to understand first off what GABA actually is, what it actually does within the body where it can be found, what it's like in tea, why it's even present in tea. And then we'll get to, does it actually function in our body? So without further ado, let's just dive right into gamma aminobutyric acid, also known as GABA. GABA is this compound that is naturally produced within our bodies, specifically in our brains. Its chief purpose is it acts as an inhibitory neurotransmitter in the central nervous system. So when we experience a a GABA release, it helps our bodies reduce excitability. And this is generally throughout the entire nervous system. So the natural GABA that we get within our bodies, within our minds, this does as a matter of fact, lower our stress, lower our anxieties, lower our fears. So the the bigger question or the question that we are really going to be digging into, because it's not as a matter of function of GABA itself that we produce. We do produce this and it does act as a as an ability to lower these these things. The question that I want to, to look at is does GABA found within tea specifically, can that exogenous GABA or the GABA that's not produced in our bodies, can that actually help us lower our stress, lower our anxieties, lower our fears? Because that's important because that's a, that's a big marketing tool utilized by a lot of tea companies and we need to understand what is going on there. As mentioned, GABA is a natural producing, naturally produced compound within our bodies. Let's look at the GABA of the tea plant. So GABA within the tea plant is a completely natural compound found within tea. Tea is not the only food or, or plant that has this GABA naturally found in it. However, we're obviously going to be talking specifically about tea. And when I do say tea here, because I know I use this word interchangeably a lot throughout this podcast, 
tea here is specifically talking about the green teas, black teas, oolongs, pu'ers, white teas, yellow teas, purple teas, but not the tisans or the botanicals like chamomile, hibiscus, lavender, nettle, nothing like that. We're talking about true tea here. And this was seriously studied within tea back in the 1980s. Um, a, a doctor by the name of Dr. Sushita, um, he's a Japanese doctor at the, currently it's called the National Institute of Vegetables and Tea Science is where he did his research. He took this research very seriously and looked specifically into GABA and how it's produced within the tea plant and how we can boost the GABA within the tea plant as well, the concentrations of this GABA. Because from his thoughts is that if we boost the GABA production within the tea plant itself, we're going to therefore boost the amount of GABA that's in our teacup when we are drinking our tea. And therefore, we're going to have these these overarching feelings of, of relaxation that come with tea. So th- these were the thought, the thought process behind it. So this was discovered or not discovered but really fine-tuned like i mentioned in the 1980s 1984 specifically is when they had this this breakthrough idea of being able to subject the tea plant to an oxygen deficient landscape meaning they put these tea leaves into this chamber of sorts and they completely removed a majority of the oxygen within that chamber and replaced it with nitrogen. So it was a very nitrogen-rich process. And what this did is it forced the plant into this this stressed-out scenario. And therefore, it produced and upped the GABA production within the plant. It also upped a few other of the things that are in the plant. But today, we're talking specifically about GABA. And so due to this nitrogen-rich or oxygen-deficient landscape that this these scientists subjected these tea plants to it boosted the concentrations of GABA within the tea plant itself so they noticed that after doing this for six to ten hours both in or within green teas oolong teas black teas white teas it didn't matter it always produced more so this was great this was this was revolutionary for for the GABA production within tea and beautiful. Like this is going to be, this is going to be awesome because now we can produce these teas with these more functional benefits that we care about, that we want to want to be ingesting. At least this was the thought. This was the thought process. However, when you research and look at how GABA, especially the exogenous GABA, when I say exogenous, meaning coming from, these these plants or stuff that's not produced within your body. So from tea, from if you take a supplement of, of GABA, um, what we've found from these other analyses done throughout the years is that GABA does not break the blood-brain barrier within our bodies. This is important. Within tea itself, there's only two compounds that actually break this blood-brain barrier. And those two are caffeine and L-theanine, 
which we will do later episodes on specifically how those function and what why those are important. I think we kind of understand at least the caffeine one. Maybe you're not familiar with L-theanine. And GABA, though, it cannot break this blood-brain barrier, meaning it doesn't cross into our brain and function as the GABA that we typically and normally produce within our bodies. So why is this important? Well, because our bodies cannot utilize the exogenous GABA as we typically do. And this was studied, This there was a systematic review, um, and I'll link this in the, in the show notes, but basically the systematic review, it was called The Effects of Oral GABA Administration on Stress and Sleep in Humans, a systematic review. So what they did is this was a meta-analysis that took a bunch of different studies that looked at GABA on its effects of the exogenous GABA and its effects on stress and sleep in humans because these are the claims is that it can help lower our stress, it can help with our sleep, and overall just give us these these better, stronger feelings within our bodies. These are the, the claims with the exogenous oral GABA that we are talking about with tea. And after reading through this analysis, like I said, I will link this in the show notes. After reading through it, the question of does it reduce our sleep or does it increase sleep or help us have better sleep or does it reduce stress? The the answer is that it really doesn't have much of, of an effect. And from the studies that they analyzed, it was predominantly due to this inability to break the blood-brain barrier. Like I mentioned, the GABA that we produce in our bodies is produced in our brains. If we cannot break that blood-brain barrier, the GABA that we are ingesting is not going to have this same bioavailable function. And they they went into spe- very specific details in the study I'm not going to go into those details. I think that that's something that's important for people to understand if you are interested, and that's why I'll link this. But the overarching thing is that no extremely profound studies were showing that, hey, this really does have a profound effect on our stress or on our sleep. The controls were about the same, if not sometimes better, in this study, in these studies, and it really, really came down to just the fact of, and they and they used just GABA. They didn't use GABA specifically in tea form because there's a lot of other compounds within tea. They used just the GABA extracted from tea itself. And so the way I take that is, okay, tea itself really might not be able to boost our, our GABA production in our bodies. So then I ask myself, I'm like, why can we still have these effects? I mean, is it the theanine that we have in it? Which again, we'll go into that in another episode. Is it the theanine that really is giving us these calm, cool, collected thoughts and feelings? Or is it something else? And so I went down the rabbit hole of like, well, what can we do to boost our our GABA production? And this isn't going to come to, well, this may come to a surprise to some. To me, it really didn't because it, it really does boil down to very simple acts that we all know. 
we we need to be doing and it's the things that are the foundation of what or how we can optimize like our minds bodies and spirits and what i talk about here on this podcast to boost our GABA, and and we we want this. We want to boost our, our natural GABA GABA productions, so that we can be more fluid, be in a flow state, be less stressed, have more confidence in ourselves. So how we can do this is one exercise, exercise and movement. Exercise and movement is some of hands down just the best way to clean our systems out and get our systems functioning just sweating and getting our bodies and minds just flowing hands down the best thing that you can possibly do so so boosting the movement and the second thing and this is where i think tea comes into play the second thing is meditation and mindfulness practices these have been shown to boost our gaba production and this is where i think tea plays a bigger role than the actual concentration of GABA within the tea plant itself. Because when you sit and you meditate with tea and you're able to be in the moment and be 100% present with the tea, in those times, you are practicing so much. You're practicing these mindfulness or yeah, you're doing these mindfulness practices and it's allowing your body just to slow down, turn things off. And this is what's going to lower our anxieties, lower our stress, lower our fears because we're living in the present moment and therefore boosting these GABA productions. And then you're enjoying a nice hot cup of tea as well. And that only makes it better. So overall, does this GABA within our tea really make that much of a difference? No, not the concentration. It doesn't matter if you have 50 milligrams of GABA in your tea, 20, 100, 200. It's not going to make much of a difference in the GABA within your body. However, having this mindfulness practice with GABA, having this, this movement practice with your tea, these are the things that will boost this production of GABA within our body and therefore lead to healthier, more stable lives. So I appreciate you for tuning in today. If uh, if you found this interesting, intriguing, please go ahead and share it with someone. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that because that's, um, that's how we grow. That's how we grow here uh, with this podcast. So I appreciate you for tuning in today and um, we'll see you in the next episode. Hey, Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're still listening, there's probably a good chance that you got some value out of today's episode. I am on a mission of helping 1 million people optimize their minds, bodies, and spirits with tea, and I need your help. If you can leave a five-star rating and review, this will help spread the word and show more people this show. I thank you for your help and support, and I look forward to seeing you soon.